0: This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. You are listening to the Millennial Balance Podcast, brought to you by 105.9 The Region. I'm Afua Ba. And I'm Shaliza Vakas. What's going on, everybody? We're back. We are, you know. It feels like sometimes we are away for a while, but you know, time is really flying these it days. It really is. Like it's it's August already. I know. <laughs> wow, like,
1: that's it. That's crazy. Like the summer's pretty much over. I feel like as soon as this long weekend hits, it's like that's it. Summer's over. You, oh, you had to put it. I'm that sorry, way. <laughs> but that's just the way it feels every year. Although the last year. It doesn't count, but I'm just saying.
0: But you know what? You're right. We are right in the the thick of summer, if you will. And, you know, we are on the other side of the pandemic. Thank goodness. Knock on wood that we don't end up into another uh, fourth, fifth wave. Although people are saying that. A fourth wave sort of is inevitable but it looks like the key here will be how to control it. But right now most of us were thinking about how can we enjoy what's left of summer before the fall season comes, right?
1: We outside!
0: <laughs> yes, you're outside. I'm still <laughs> inside. <laughs> but you bring up a good point. A lot of people are trying to go out there. A lot of people are trying to enjoy a lot of outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are vaccinated yep. and so they think, you know, vaccinated, outdoor activities, equal safe. That's been a lot of the rhetoric that's been going on. A lot of the messaging that's been going on in the media but not so fast right there's there's some some key things that we have to keep in mind Mm -hmm. we still have to be cautious we are still in the midst of this pandemic so uh, joining us today to talk about being safe while vaccinated but also enjoying the outdoor activities safely i'm now speaking with a microbiology professor at york university professor Dacentila golemi kotra thank you so much for joining us professor
2: thank you for having me
0: It is our pleasure. Thank Mm -hmm. you. I think it's a discussion that needs to be had, very uh, relevant discussion. And I think there's uh, some some facts that we need in order to be able to safely enjoy the rest of the summer
1: and i will be the first person to admit that i am i'm ready i miss going to concerts so much like that i thrive off of these outdoor events and i i want to be enjoying with my friends and my family and the rest of the city let's be honest but it, it's it's a little nerve-wracking when you think about it so professor do you think that we are ready
2: uh, good question. I like you also. With two young kids, I'm ready to go out and, and enjoy whatever is left of the of the summer before we uh, sort of uh, winter uh, uh, forces us to go indoors. Outdoors, it is safe. But it is only safer compared to indoors, and for as long as you avoid large crowds, um, large crowds, but as well as you vo- you avoid um, staying around other other people uh, for a long time, uh, like uh, more than 15 minutes or so. And again, when I'm when I see large crowds, avoiding standing uh, shoulder to shoulder with other people, um, and quite often these uh, um, music festivals do involve large crowds, people having fun, shouting, singing along. And as they do that, obviously, they're releasing these uh, respiratory droplets um, that would fall on the people that uh, surround, uh, surround them. Um, so again, it's safer, but you can't avoid the respiratory droplets when you um, stand shoulder to shoulder with other people, even though the crowd may be sort of a moving, uh, if you will, the crowd.
0: So that being said, with the messaging that's coming out now, with outdoor activities now also trying to ramp up, to restart again, trying to salvage whatever's left of this summer, I know people are saying it's safe. I mean, can you can you break down a little bit of the parameters in terms of these outdoor activities? Should they essentially be happening now or should they maybe be postponed to next summer altogether?
2: Um, Yes, so. uh Events that bring large crowds for long times um, are s- simply not uh, um, safe or as safe as we want them to be in order to avoid uh, uh, an increase in hospitalization. So, therefore, um, I would avoid uh, attending these, uh, these events unless they, uh, they do allow the crowds to, to sort of maintain these uh, two uh, meters uh, physical distance as well as they do um, mandate face covering. Um, under those circumstances, you know when you attend these events and then you're uh, two meters far from, uh, from others, not just uh, not within your bubble, as well as you uh, having a uh, face covering, you do actually um, mitigate the risk of transmission even though you may stay to that event uh, for longer than an, an hour. So there are ways to carry this activity safe, although uh, they won't bring large crowds. But they have to be uh, done in this way, again, to protect not only those that um, are not vaccinated, but also to avoid vaccinated people carrying the virus and transmitting to others that may have underlining diseases, even though they may be
0: uh, vaccinated. I would assume then that indoor events are completely out of the question then right now.
2: I certainly wouldn't feel comfortable myself to be indoors with people that I don't know people outside my, my bubble, uh, really. And again, new variants that are coming in Canada, Canada, although it's not really coming, uh, has sort of uh, put foot now, uh, the Delta variant, it is highly uh, infectious as well as, uh, um, it's more transmissible, more transmissible than even the Alpha variant. So it is a risk even for those that are vaccinated in terms of getting infected and transmitted that to, to other people.
1: And with that being said, uh, Afla mentioned off the start that a lot of people, a lot of younger people, especially, they're fully vaccinated. So they think that that's like a go card. It's like, go, go, party, party. Do you, do you agree or do you think we kind of need to slow our roll a little bit? And uh, if we are partaking in these outdoor festivals and parties and things like that, do we still need to wear masks outside?
2: I would say um, let's use the mitigation measures such as maintaining physical distance and face coverings. If an event can be avoided because, you know, it it can be repeated next year, let's hold on. I I mean, the idea here is that we are in much, much better position than we were in the spring, winter this year, and winter last year because we have the vaccines. And here in Canada, we're doing quite well. In Ontario, we're doing quite well, but not all of us are protected in terms of not all of us are fully vaccinated. And if we allow this virus lesser opportunities to sort of infect people, we um, circumvent, if you will, the ability of the virus to evolve to something much more riskier. So before going wild, let's just be a bit more patient not much longer, just until the 80% of us, or hopefully more, get fully vaccinated, so the virus doesn't find hosts to infect and as well as opportunities to evolve for, further. So just let's be a bit more safer, so therefore the winter, fall, winter, and next winter becomes uh, uh, better for us, rather than waiting for fourth wave and fifth wave to, to come.
0: Professor, on a more of a defensive approach to attacking this virus, if you will, I know Earlier on in this pandemic, a lot of us were thinking about or a lot of us were hearing about herd immunity reaching that 70 percent threshold. And now it's even bumped up to 80 percent. With this Delta variant in the mix, is it even enough? Should we even be discussing herd immunity? Maybe some of that that might be the reason that maybe more young people are more relaxed because they see such a high percentage of vaccinations in the province. They think we're okay. Uh, Is that the case anymore? Do we have to go beyond the discussion of herd immunity?
2: That's a very good point that you're making, Ashley. Thank you for bringing that up. So, as new variants are coming up and um, are uh, seen to be more transmissible, this level of herd immunity is becoming even more difficult to reach. And just to put things into perspective, for example, CDC uh, recently uh, indicated that even vaccinated people get infected. And not only they get infected, but the viral load that they carry is much higher uh, when they are infected with a Delta variant compared to the Alpha variant. And what that means is that if an individual carries, although they may be protecting themselves, carry a higher viral load, they become a risk for those that are not vaccinated or for those that are vaccinated, but due to the underlying health issues, making can get severely sick you know the idea should be how much protection can we get from the vaccine as much as majority of us 80 and above get fully vaccinated because as this virus you know is coming from other countries where unfortunately vaccination is not occurring at all or at very low levels it's finding a way to evolve so hence this herd immunity is becoming harder to reach so let's be patient here in Canada so at least 80% of us are fully uh, vaccinated and protected, so, for whatever new variants come, we'll find less play field to evolve.
1: Now, speaking of variants coming from other countries, one thing that a lot of young people are itching to do right now is travel. So we're not only concerned about locally, you know, being in crowds locally, Mm -hmm. but a lot of us are just itching to just get on that plane and go somewhere. And although there are travel bans in place, there are ways to get around them. So Mm -hmm. what do you recommend uh, for a lot of people who are fully vaccinated who decide to travel?
2: Patients, I mean, you're, you're not only doing this for yourself or, um, you know, your loved ones uh, in your family and uh, uh, relatives, but you're doing for your own community. Why taking a, sort of the chance of going abroad and uh, getting uh, infected with new variants and bringing them to Canada and then, you know, in a way complicating the, the, the situation here? Uh, Patients, I mean, it, that's where it has become with, with the game or the war, if you will, against this virus. Patience is critical, um, getting fully vaccinated and waiting, you know, for the majority of also the community to get vaccinated. A
0: quick question um, in just terms of how this virus is mutating. We started off with the original strain. We've seen it's mutated in so many different ways. Now that we're dealing with the Delta variant, there are those that are a few breakthrough cases. That being said, would it be possible at all, for us in Canada to see a new variant that might come up just based off of the circulation that's happening here, depending on if there are more breakthrough cases and the virus finds a way to mutate beyond that, could we see a new variant being uh, birthed, if you will, in Canada?
2: That is another very good question that you're posing, actually. The idea about uh, a variant and the ability of the virus to mutate is that more opportunity the virus finds to replicate, to multiply, to grow in numbers, more opportunity will be there for mistakes in its genetic material. So when it comes to the breakthroughs among uh, uh, people that are fully vaccinated, that is a very good question. Would this lead to um, something that is more um, infectious than the the current variants? And that's where vaccination becomes very important. If all the people are vaccinated, really the opportunity of this virus to establish itself in a host will be very difficult no matter uh, how the immune system may get impacted by a new variant in terms of the vaccine vaccine may have a lower efficacy, the body will be able to to fight it off. But if you have, for example, more uh, people that are uh, single dose vaccinated in a way that poses a risk because uh, those that are single are vaccinated aren't the immune system is not strong enough to get rid of the virus. So the virus actually is fighting a more uh, sophisticated immune system, if you will, with a single dose and learns, you know uh to evade that immunity so that's where the risk comes the more um, most from uh, those that are single those vaccinated because the immune system is not really ready ready to fight off this virus and obviously from from those that are not vaccinated at all but when all the people are fully vaccinated there is less chance for this virus to really find the opportunity to multiply, uh, multiply or replicate to the point that uh, it's DNA or rather it's genetic material because it's an RNA virus, to, met, gets mutated to the level that becomes even more infectious.
1: I just thought of this. I think we should have a new drinking game. Like take a shot every time someone says fully vaccinated or vaccination or something like that. Uh, <laughs> professor, you've been stressing so much uh, being fully vaccinated. And a lot of people, a lot of young people, I should say, are actually still on the fence about getting the vaccine in general so uh, before we let you go i just i want to know if you have any uh, facts or advice for those who are on the fence about getting vaccinated
2: i have no concern at all when it comes to the vaccines that are approved here in canada millions of people around the world have gotten these vaccines and really the side effects are really rare just think about the opportunity that it gives you being vaccinated to go in person in school so you don't put your loved ones at home at risk in addition if those that have health concerns rest assured that me as a scientist, as a microbiologist as well, I have no concern whatsoever about these vaccines. These were not rush vaccines. These are the
0: most well-studied, uh, in terms of uh, trials as well, vaccines ever. I mean, leaving it at that point, it's a very relevant point. It's And thank you for also sharing that and sharing your information of uh, microbiology professor, because a lot of people are sometimes are a little bit hesitant about the science, but... Also hearing this reassuring message, hoping that this will also help young adults who are still on the fence to, you know, roll up their sleeves and get that shot. um, Just to get to that 80 percent, even beyond that 90 percent, even beyond that herd immunity discussion, Mm -hmm. really just keeping each other safe during this pandemic. You
1: said it rightly. (laughs) (laughs) As she always does. I try. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Professor Desantila. Golemi Kultra, thank you so much for joining us. This has been so informative, and I hope that it really drives uh, the idea home. I mean, I know we all want to get out there and be outside, as I said, but we need Mm -hmm. to take baby steps to get to where we're going.
2: Thank you for having me, and great questions. I mean, I wonder whether you're a science uh, major. (laughs) No.
1: No,
0: we are not. (laughs) No. That's why I went to journalism school. Well done. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Why weren't you my professor in school? (laughs) I know.
1: I went to York (laughs) U. This has been Millennial Balance. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.
0: Do you have an idea or a podcast to share? Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 1059 The Region.
3: You're listening to New Music on the Region, an interview-based podcast that showcases new music and provides industry insight. I'm your host, Christina Lavecchia, music director at 105.9 The Region. Whether it's a brand-new talent or an established artist, we bring you conversations with performers from York Region and beyond. I want to learn- Thank you for joining me on another episode of New Music on the Region podcast. This week, my guest is no stranger to 1059 The Region Studios and Airwaves. It's gold certified and billboard charting artist, songwriter, producer, engineer, and film composer, Matt Teofalo, a.k.a. Songsbury. He's on the line with me now. The last time we spoke in person that you were here in the studio was December of 2019, Christmas. It's been a long
4: That's time. Crazy. It has been. It's nice to hear your voice again and talk to you guys.
3: Same here. We miss having you and other artists come in and out of the studio, so hopefully sometime soon. So I just wanted to start off by congratulating you. Earlier this year, you received your first gold record for a song you co-wrote with DJ and producer Diplo called Revolution.
5: The worst is over.
2: The monster's in my head
3: so how did that collaboration come about
4: so well i mean it's it still somewhat feels surreal like that song originally i think the release was in i want to say 2013 or 14. so it was released quite a while ago um how that started was i was uh co-writing with uh, with a good friend of mine mike and we wrote it with Kai as well. So Kai had come over and Mike, and, and we basically created that idea for that song in my basement studio at the time. And I guess through Kai, Kai was signed to, uh, to Warner Records. And I believe it got passed on to Diplo and Foustix and Amanos, who are, I think, I can't remember if both of them are Toronto-based DJs or I'm pretty sure one of them is. And they got involved on the project as well. And Diplo did some production along with the other two DJs. And then we had ourselves what revolution is today. So, yeah, it was, it was a fun project and um, really exciting, I guess, to see it. I guess it was probably about six to eight months after we were writing in my studio that it was charting, like, number two on the iTunes charts. Um, I believe it got gold status officially in, like, 2017 or 18. And since that time, it was in, like, multiple, like, video games. And I think even Bernie Sanders used it as his campaign song for not this past election, but the... But the first ele- I guess the election that, that Trump got elected back in two thousand and sixteen, so yeah it was, it's gone through quite a quite a ride yeah. <laughs> um, that song, so so yeah, it was awesome to, to finally receive that gold record and hang it on the wall in the studio and yeah, it was really exciting
3: and uh, Matt posted a video to his Instagram um, as well opening up the gold record and um, I think you were celebrating with your parents there as well to check out that video Matt's Instagram handle is at songsbury
5: so don't let them steal your life. Hey, 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 hey. don't let them break your stride.
3: To and you've also composed music for film, including for the movie Vivo per Amore. Did composing music for film come later in your career?
4: That film was one of the first films that I think it was the first like film I ever did. Um, and it was with, uh, with a good friend of mine that I had gone to high school with. And um, she was obviously into like directing and, and all that sort of stuff. So she knew that I had some classical training and everything. She's like, I, I want some music for, for the film that I'm working on. And that one I think was for a student project. And so, yeah, I, I had never done it before. So I guess, yeah, it was a little bit later in my career. Um, cause I was just used to mostly recording and, and writing more on the pop songs and, and rock and that sort of thing. Um, but it was just, it was an awesome experience and it's just something totally different when you're writing for film. Um, your mind works kind of differently and like it's more of a supportive role because um, the music is somewhat in the background but there's some parts where it shines but it's like you're trying to fill this emotion and you're working with the director to kind of have this goal of what the film is supposed to make someone feel and, and make them think about from there i just kind of got hooked and i've been doing some other short films and music for for like commercials and and i guess i have a feature film that's on amazon prime Right now, as well too, Escape from Room 18. So that was my first uh, full-length feature documentary that I ever scored.
3: Is that something you're looking to do more of? Composing music for films?
4: Yeah, I'd love to do more scoring for films. It's just um, I get to use kind of everything I've ever learned in music, whether it's creating different sound effects and using different textures and feel that I don't necessarily always get to use in my own music or even working with other recording artists. Um, yeah, especially all my classical stuff as well, too, since I spent so many years doing classical music, the film film tends to it tends to let me do that a lot more.
3: And are you currently living in Toronto? Because I know last time we spoke, you were splitting your time between here and Los Angeles.
4: So far, I am currently in Toronto, especially with COVID. I, it's a lot less splitting my time yeah. <laughs> since I haven't traveled anywhere, um, so, But otherwise, um, yeah, most of my time right now is spent in Toronto, and I'm just in the middle of also building a recording studio, actually, in Vaughan, not, not too far from you guys. So, oh, wow,
3: that's awesome. Congratulations. Um,
4: yeah, thank you. Yeah, so that's been taking up a lot of time, and um, it's been keeping me busy and insane at the same time throughout all of, this, <laughs> uh, all of this pandemic, Yeah. which was good, so...
3: So whereabouts um, are you sharing information in terms of uh, the studio location and, and details in that? Or is it kind of still um, in the process?
4: It's still being built. It's roughly around like the Keele and Rutherford area, um, just across from the, I think it's the sports village or sports complex. I forget what it's what it's called. And there's the, I think the retirement center there, a um, village or, you know, I think just right across the street from there. It's, uh, it's nice and close, close to home, and at least I get to actually leave the home and leave the <laughs> basement. because I'm, I'm tired of working out of my basement, so it'll be, it'll be nice.
3: And for artists, let's say, interested in the future, would that be offered, I guess, to other artists as well who want to do recordings and all that?
4: For sure, absolutely. So the, the goal of the studio is kind of going to be like a one-stop shop Um, There's going to be a bit of like a photo and video studio as well. So if they need like headshots for for promo stuff or or press kits or um, even if they want to record a little bit more like kind of basic like videos and stuff or like live or acoustic videos, we can do that. Um, There will also be a podcast studio in the building as well, which will be really nice. And yeah, and then on top of that, you know, like a full-fledged state-of-the-art studio, I have um, Martin Kiltzner from Kelsner Um he's the acoustician on the project and he's pretty much world-renowned um, one of the top and um, I got him involved on the project so he did all the design of the studio so it's um, it's really exciting and it's it's going to sound great in there as well too so so yeah I'm totally cool for working with all types of artists and all different genres and I'd love to see a bunch of people in there so
3: and if anybody's interested in contacting you what would be the best way to do that?
4: The best uh, contact for the studio is info at um, They can do that. and if you type in Songsbury Studios, there's, there's also a phone number on there as well um, that I have yet to <laughs> have yet to memorize. <laughs> I've literally just activated that phone number not too long ago. Um, but it's all up there uh, if you type it in Google, the phone number is there, the address of the studio as well is there, and um, I have a website up as well. I can be found for sure. <laughs> so. Feel
3: free to keep us updated and we'll pass any information along to anybody who's interested. So once it's up and running. I will for
4: sure. Hopefully I'll be able to have like a like a grand opening at some point when it opens up. And hopefully we'll all be out of whatever lockdowns or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'd love to have you guys come out as well, too. So For sure. Let us know. That would be awesome.
3: And in addition to producing and songwriting and composing music, you're a singer as well. Your latest release is Forgiven, which we premiered here at 105.9 The Region in April of this year. Can we expect new music coming soon from you?
4: I've been working on some new tracks in between... Trying to deal with uh, wrapping my brain around like studio build and, yeah, and
3: I know you were busy
4: having like cab- cabling nightmares and, <laughs> and just like thinking of all the wiring of the studio. It's totally not creative. Um, but I have been working on a few few new projects as well too. So I am anticipating to releasing new music and I was planning on doing a show last October, but with COVID and everything, I wasn't able to do that. So hopefully, as soon as we get a little bit more information on what's opening up and, and performances can come back. I'd I'd love to do a show as well, maybe by the end of the year as well too. So that would be that would be ideal and to show some of the new music as well.
3: Hopefully we can get back to some sort of normalcy by the end of the year. I'm hoping that as well. So and if listeners want to connect with you online and listen to more of your music, download and even just to follow along of what you're up to, how can they do that?
4: On social media everything is at Songsbury, so Instagram Facebook, um, Twitter. I'm not, I'm not always <laughs> up to date on Twitter, but you can follow me on there as well. And then um, all the music and stuff you can either find at songsbury.com or you can find me as well on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Tidal, pretty much any of the major streaming platforms and purchasing platforms.
3: Great. We're looking forward to the new studio and new music coming. Thank you for taking the time and joining me on New Music on the Region podcast.
4: Thank you so much. And thank you guys for premiering the song Forgiven as well, too. You guys are awesome. I love you guys. And I can't wait to see you guys
5: soon. I've been angry And I've been a fool I've been wondering Searching for a better you But it's been hard And still, feeling like I never grew I've been bitter like the vinegar that used to be good wine I've been anxious with the thought That I am running out of time I'm not over all the fear the plays each thought in my mind But I need to tell you something You're forgiven. I've seen loss, and I've seen failure. Been a prisoner while being my own jailer. At what cost Been searching for a Savior I've worn my doubt what being my own tailor I've been bitter like the vinegar they used to be good wine I've been anxious with the thought that I not over all the fear that plays each thought in my mind But I need to tell you something You're forgiven There'll be times in which I struggle There'll be times in which I fail There'll be consequences I will face Across this rocky trail as I look into my own eyes, I will see that love prevails, for I feel a change of coming. Oh, oh, oh.
0: Discovery the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.